ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steve Shabiro. And now I've added myself. <laughs> the show is off to a great start, I'll tell you that. You cannot tell me that you get to all. Sandra Golden. You created sell one of your children. It's not a big deal. Hey, Rusty Menzel. Everybody's trying to be dads and businessmen. And Drew Butler. And now that she just won album of the year last night, yeah. you can parlay that with some Travis Kelsey magic on Sunday. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to a Tuesday on the Steakhouse. The Steakhouse is indeed open. Time to eat. And the great Sandra Golden is here. Wow. And seen her since Thursday. Thursday. I snuck home and saw my mom on Friday. Uh, spent a few days up north. Sandy, of course, not here on Mondays. Drew Butler was here. Great show. So uh, I listened to you guys when I was home uh, with Zeno. And then uh, I'm sure you heard Drew yesterday here recapping the Super Bowl. A little foggy yesterday morning. I'm not going to lie to you. had a huge Super Bowl party. And um, Did you host a party? No, I was at my buddy's house. Remember I told oh, you yeah. I got a buddy's house? I just wasn't sure if you changed things up. Yeah, gotcha. no, no. Yep, we were, yep, we were yep, at his yep. house. Had a big, we had a Mardi Gras-themed Super Bowl party. A lot of Popeye's fried chicken and kin cakes and whatnot. Um, so, uh, a lot of reverie, if you will. Congratulations to you on taking the Chiefs and doubling. I love the fact that you went all in. You pushed all your chips in. You don't remember I did it last year, and guess what that balance is? ended up being zero. Because so, you had the Eagles. I had the Eagles last year and lost. Yes. So, but yeah, I went all in, and now I'm so excited. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could tell you. I, I was happy for you, but I was all in on the 49ers as that game got closer, and it turns out that if you had either side, listen, you made the right side if you had the Chiefs, but that game was a coin flip. Goes to overtime. Yeah. Um, 49ers, I was thinking about them too. I was reading New York Post had a bit about the 49ers because everybody, had, they haven't really talked to a lot of those players as much as obviously your, your uh, stories are about Kelsey and Mahomes and Andy Reid and all that. You know, they're, they're in a funky place, man. They've gotten close a couple of times. Kyle Shanahan, you know, how long can you keep the team together? It's kind of like in Buffalo. Now, they've got a lot closer yeah. than Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. But we know very, very well in Atlanta, it is really hard to make multiple Super Bowls. And when you have your window, you need to close it. They had their window and they had a chance to take the Chiefs out of it. They did not do it. And now you start to look at, got a lot, you know, eventually you're going to have to play Brock Purdy. It's great when you're paying your quarterback nothing. 800000 a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're paying yeah. your quarterback nothing, yeah. and then it goes to $35, 40000000 Things change yeah. a lot. And they're going to go to, I'm sure you saw Mahomes is going to redo his deal, much like Brady did, yeah. just a creative accounting, just to make sure others can get paid. Right. And that's part of what you have to do. But yeah. San Francisco, they're sitting around thinking, you know, we, we've had a window. We had it three, four years ago with Shannon. We had it this year, and it did not happen. But uh, – the NFL wins for sure, as it does feel like we are going to be, you know, listen, uh, our show, the, the beauty of our show and our station, we can do all kinds of different conversation. But football really yeah. comes to a, you know, a, a uh, abrupt halt, right? Because, again, college football season ends. Some people still love the pros more than college. Anyway, you still get the best run. There's a PFD for sure. It's you know, palpable post football depression. Yes. You get into a funk because Especially but the your wonderful thing is geared. a brave start tomorrow. Literally it's spring training starts tomorrow and you know, pitchers and catchers. Yeah, I was talking to Alex Anthopoulos yesterday a little bit 
and uh, excuse me, talking about where were you with Alex and Fox? Just, just um, going back and forth, uh, finding out when he's going down. Texting, there. texting. That's all. Oh, yes. So look at you. him going down. I think today, um, and that's it. You know, for six weeks, just essentially that. You know, that is a long, long stretch. That uh, Braves personnel, Braves folks are going to be uh, And down. by the way, most of the team has been there already. Yeah. There, there's nothing more interminable than spring training by the end of it. I mean, if you think about how long they're there, although I'll tell you, NFL preseason is pretty bad as well. Remember we sat with Arthur Smith that first day, and it's five weeks later, or it seemed even longer until you get opening day. So um, true. That process, it, it is. You just want enough other sports so you don't have to pay attention to that. And, um, you know, the first few weeks are exciting. You see new faces, right? I remember growing up, like, Andre Dawson from the Cubs comes to the Red Sox. All you want to do is see him in a uniform. Jack Clark, who'd been with the Cardinals, right? Carlton Fisk, when I was growing up, ends up in the Chicago White Sox. So it's like these guys, and again, back then, free agency wasn't as wild. So guys who are iconic on teams and spring training, the guy rolls out of the dugout, and you're like, I can't believe he's in that other uniform. With the Braves... They don't have a lot of turnover, not right. with that roster, yeah, right? That's the truth, yeah. So, you know, you got a new third baseman, you got a new starting pitching, got some new relievers, but it's pretty much the same old cast of characters, and, right? And listen, they're in the most beautiful place in Florida. When you get done at noon-ish, you're either golfing, you're fishing, you're beaching, your right. family's there, the restaurants. Those of you going to Northport, uh, they did a beautiful job today, as a matter of fact, in the AJC, just kind of telling you what's around Cool Ray Field. Yeah, I did ask Al Kanthopoulos about the food thing. He says it's still pretty limited, pretty yeah. limited. He says a place he said in Sarasota that he loves. Is that nearby? Sarasota is yeah. ah, 30 minutes away. Okay, I guess there's a great spot there. But, I mean, listen, they're building up that whole Venice community. Venice Beach area, if you just want to go watch the sunset and have a fresh grouper sandwich, yes, please. Right. Like, it's just beyond with that little area. You're going to love it if you're going down. Yeah, so um, – Anyways, a lot, a lot of stuff we'll turn our attention to over the next uh, few weeks. And, and you know, listen, I'd love to tell you the Hawks are going to be looking at a playoff run. And I'd, I'd love to be thinking about, you know, that the From NBA. From home? Or they're going to be watching it? Yeah. That's where they're looking at it? <laughs> well, that's a good. Really, you know what? That that we should do 9 at 9 because you're about to have a little mini rant. Okay. <laughs> Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top 9 at 9. 9. nine. On the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. So you start watching the Hawks recently and you start looking at their numbers and wow, they've won 6 of 8. Chicago's in town. Chicago is the 9. We're the 10. We're at home. Can you keep it going right before the All-Star break? Well, not only you lose, but you gave up Chicago's best season scoring all year long, 136-126, at home. Yeah, that's, that's one of the worst losses of the year, just when you think about what's at stake. Try to go to the All-Star break with some momentum. Um, so when we watch Trey Young there, we can think about a second half of the season. Although it's not a second half of the season. Let's remember, guys, you're 54 games in. You're 26 games away from the play-in game, which I – would guess there's little reason to believe we're going to win that game. Right now we play Indiana, I believe. We're the 10. They're the 7. Does the 7 have to play in the play-in? Is that what it is? 8 and 9 play? So, um, yeah, it's a bad loss. You know, we're going to talk about it later on. But, I mean, you, you have to believe in the record your team has. Right. And the record our team has says 
that we're just not a team that you can be trusted, that, that it's a consistent. And, um, you know, I've watched every minute all year, but especially the last few uh, weeks in watching Trey Young against the Celtics and the Sixers and these big home games against Phoenix, Golden State, the Lakers. They had this gauntlet of really sexy and you're games. Winning. And you won a lot yeah. of them, but you got to be able to beat the Chicago Bulls when you're at home. That's a game that, uh, you know, um, it, it, it's one, it's a double whammy, right? Because you win, you lose and they win. So uh, it's just a bad loss all the way around. Uh, Hawks are at the Hornets tomorrow night, and then we got our all-star break. Super Bowl ratings are in. We all said it's going to be the most watched of all time, and it was. 123.4 million. It uh, peaked somewhere around 200 million. And uh, 202.4 million, at least a part of the show they watched the entire. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, there's a reason that Roger Goodell and the National Football League can treat their partners the way they do, which is we're going to spread out the wealth. We're going to do a deal with Amazon. We're going to do a deal with uh, Peacock. And then we're going to do CBS, Fox, ESPN, ABC. Like, they just have so much leverage. And their ability to move the minds and the bodies of of sports fans in America to whatever it is that they're putting out there, right? And the whole week leading up, I mean, Las Vegas was a sexy, yeah, we're gonna sexy talk about backdrop. It. We're, we're going to oh. talk about uh, next break why this is the perfect storm. I don't know that there'll ever be a Super Bowl week in our lifetime or a Super Bowl in general that, that matches what we just saw. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, next Monday, by the way, February 26th, Combine already. So next Monday. Is uh, the combine the twenty six? You got seventy three days till the draft. So yeah, they own the off season. That's the other thing. The NFL so owns the off season. Listen, we're gonna we're one day into the off season. We got a beat writer from Chicago on. We want to find out what Justin Fields is gonna cost, and is he gonna be the quarterback here in Atlanta? Because there's only three or four names that we're hearing about, and Justin Fields is one of them. Uh, today is Valentine's Day, so those who celebrate, ladies, go have a great time today at lunch. It originated in Parks and Recs. About 10 years ago, uh, where Leslie made this holiday up, and it's been taken off ever since. Yeah, and I thought every, because I see it all over social media, Galentine's night. I thought it was like any night in the last few weeks you're out with your girlfriends is called Galentine's. Yeah, well, today's the official, but the yes, official. that's a thing for just great. But this uh, is not the night to get a table of six at No, a, it's a actually a daytime event. It's oh, a brunch. It's a, day, oh, it's it's a, a daytime brunch. brunchy waffles oh, and wine. Thing. and Yeah, so happy yeah, So you're going to come off a Super Bowl. And you're going to go drinking on a Tuesday at lunchtime? God bless. Get after it. Only for the professionals. Yes. I was going to say, you better be at a high level. Uh, Speaking of high level, the highlight of Super Bowl commercials for me was when Beyonce did her thing. Beyonce ranked, I believe, in the top three. And if you got it, you got it. Where she says, did I break the internet yet? And you saw the rocket go up. And she goes, okay, drop the music. Well, not only did she drop the music... It is a country album coming out, and this is phenomenal. It's called Texas Hold'em, one of two that she dropped. Got a hook. She looks incredible. I just put it on the Twitters. Uh, She's smarter than the average bear, if you're wondering why she had that cowboy hat on at the Grammys. like. She's like, okay, Taylor, you take the Grammy for your announcement. I'll take the Super Bowl. Listen to this. So this dropped last night? No, no, Super Bowl night when she said drop the music. Okay. At that mo- at that second during the commercial, it dropped How two cool. songs. 
And it did break the Who are the smartest businesswoman in the history of entertainment? Beyonce and Taylor Swift. They are not playing. They are not playing. Taking over the world, those two, right? True. Good for them. All right. Great role models. That's our nine at nine when we come back. Yeah, we're not done with the Super Bowl. Not even close. Uh, Why? This is going to be the toughest Super Bowl week to match in NFL history. New Orleans, you're up. And I don't know that you want to follow what just happened. It's Steak and Sandra. we got two hours. Um, and uh, I hope you spend them with us. It's the Steakhouse Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Now back to more of the Steakhouse. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. On Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Right like said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care. And I am just a devil with love and spare. So Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Oh, 943 Sports Radio 92.9 The Game 9 o'clock hour brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration One day treatment Life changing results AdvancedHair.com Why the NFL may never have a better week Than the one that just passed us by That's coming up in about two minutes A couple of things to clarify Thanks to our friends of the Hawks And I apologize um, for not getting it accurately In the uh, postseason The 9 will play the 10 which right now would be the Hawks and the Bulls. The loser, buh bye you're going home. The winner plays the loser of the 7-8 game. The 7-8 game winner gets in the playoffs right away. The loser of that game then hosts the winner of 9-10. So the 7-8 seeds have two chances to make it in the playoffs. The 9-10 have two chances to be eliminated. Even if you win that game, you got to win another game on the road to get in. It's not a good path for the 9-10. Not even close. So um, sitting at eight now, I guess, uh, is Indiana and uh, is, is sitting at the seven, which will be prohibitive favorite, right? Heat are at uh, eight, Pacers seven, yep. Magic 76ers on the way up. So, yeah. so right. that's fine. But give me the 10. So if, if, Hawks, Bulls are nine and ten. So seven, eight, you'd have to go win in Miami again if if mm-hmm. they lost against Indiana, which they wouldn't be favored to win. Indiana be at home, so you'd have to pull off another win in Miami like you did last. Okay, year. that's fine. We used to be mad that we were one uh, the right. five or the six again. Right. This is a t- this is terrible that we're like oh we hope we win the nine ten purgatory Fail. yeah purgatory Fail. used to be to us we're a five seed again you know 100%. and now we're sitting at a different level no I mean. Listen, it's unacceptable. It, it's, it's just, it's a hard. I heard your interview with Landry Fields. There's nothing he can really say. I thought you guys did a good job. You pressed him as much as you could. I didn't. Mark Zinno was good. It was, a, it was a, I mean, like Landry Fields said, and Mark asked it, why would a fan watch you do nothing at the trade deadline and feel good about things? And he said, well, we're about development and everything else. Okay. We're not about results, is what he said, which I was like, um. It's not just results. Yeah. I mean, 
listen, it's a tough spot. Um, they got a lot of work to do to figure it out. Tough loss last night. They got one game left before well, the Well, there's lots break. of excitement coming to State Farm as we learn that Usher just changed his whole concert deal. So now he's going to start. Is that confirmed that that's happening? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, this, is, this is Usher's past, present, and future billboard okay. sign. Yep. Uh, so he's going to open the whole tour in Atlanta on the 16th and 17th. Of August, and then there's another date as well. So he's got three so far in Atlanta. Did so you realize how many people thought that Jermaine Dupree was CeeLo? Did you hear a lot of that? <laughs> Everyone's raising their hand over there. I was at a party. A lot of people thought that was CeeLo. What was uh, with that outfit that Jermaine was working also? It was like little Lord, Lord Fauntleroy, Fonta- was it? Like I mean, dude. Where do you – I didn't I, – I thought you guys kind of undersold – Sold Usher. And by the way, it's on the internet. It's everywhere. Go watch it again. It was sexy, but I don't think it was oh, I thought legendary. It was... Oh, my any gosh. Means. It, well, the good thing to... about Super Bowl halftimes, it's subjective. It depends on what you like and don't like right. and what turns you on and how buzzed were you at when watching. There's a lot of stuff that goes I think into it was it. solid, um, as I said yesterday. Not Did you watch it once or twice? I watched, it, I watched the highlights of it. Uh, yesterday, again, because there's a lot going on at that Super Bowl party. So he actually now has five dates, according to State Farm. In Atlanta? Yes. Oh, August my God. 16th, this is amazing. August 17th, and then he'll be back October 17th, 18th, and 20th. I think the October wow. dates were the original yes. dates, and then he added the third October date, and now he's going to do the two August dates. Okay. So a lot of action for sure. Tremendous. With, uh, with Usher. Listen, I think it, it fit well. With Vegas, his residency has been an enormous success. You have to like Usher's catalog and the sexiness of his performance. I thought it was just, you know, it came off um, exactly as you would expect from Usher. Total professional, right? Um, and the ladies certainly enjoyed when, uh, how old is he right now? 45. That kind of shape? 45 years old. The star power, what he was able to pull, and even from the beginning, of that whole Cirque du Soleil Vegas feel with the Mar- every single bit of it, I just thought was a plus. It was one of my favorites of all time, which I did put on Twitter, and people did not agree. Yeah, they get super testy. Well, um, it, like you said, it's very subjective, yeah. and uh, certainly in Atlanta, we have great appreciation. Um, and to see Jermaine Dupri out there and other Atlanta, it was you know, perfect. iconic, it was, was just was great. great. So. You know, the Super Bowl just had the biggest audience of all time. I think it's the second most watched television event next to the moon landing. Um, you know, at 200 million people at one point watched. It was an average of 120 million. Uh, the overtime numbers were insane. Anytime, Listen, it was literally the perfect storm. So you had two teams, incredibly popular, um, a, a point spread that was super low that lived up to the point spread. It was a coin flip, really. I, I You know, I say that. Because that, I think if they played ten times, yeah, maybe Pat Mahomes wins six out of ten. I want I don't want to say five and five, but uh, you know those teams were completely evenly matched. There's a lot of hype coming in. The Vegas backdrop just added to the 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 sexiness and and the gravitas of the game. Right, the gravitas of the game. Nothing against other cities. Right. Um, and, and Atlanta did a phenomenal job, right? Indianapolis, I think, has hosted Super Bowls. Miami, you, you can't match it's the spectacle of Vegas. It's impossible. And Vegas is on a heater. Vegas is on an all-time run 
of getting teams, getting events, bringing um, sports there at an all-time high, right? And then you got the Vegas backdrop to great football teams, the Taylor Swift, you know, spectacle of showing up there, and then all that comes together with an overtime game Perfect. that yeah. just it's going to be tough to ever match that audience, especially when you add the Swifties, which probably ju- juiced 10 million more people. I don't know where you're getting 10 million more if the next year's Super Bowl is the Cincinnati Bengals and, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, like, you know, or the Chiefs are back there. Like, there's just a lot of factors that go into it. You couldn't have scripted it this way. It was just fantastic. And also, I think you brought up yesterday, the even after the game was over, to hold that audience because you're kind of waiting on what's Taylor and right. they're going to all Travis and the whole thing. I was, was thinking really about something. this just h- how does a couple, and not that I'm going to give a lot of thought to it, but, you know, how, the, the there gets to be a point where the hype is so over the top that how can any couple even survive something like that? Where do you stand on just, public makeouts? I mean, it's a new romance. <laughs> it was I a have lot. a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, listen, she's partying it hard. Like she doesn't pretend. She's in that suite banging cocktails down. Great, yeah. He's, you know, you saw the scenes from the club um, when they started playing oh, for the post game party yeah. when they started playing uh, Taylor Swift. It just. The, Are you and Kimberly a big makeout couple? Like even the public displays. Come of on, how many couples in their fifties are big makeout couples? I mean, uh, right? Did you do it when you were thirty? You think? I, I don't think I don't think a lot of people are are that. But I think that they're like a new romance, and they're you know yeah. they're hitting it hard and and whatever. Like I mean, a little smack on the lips here and there in the public. I didn't think they're going that hard. Listen. But. That but was make out central. I just Woo-hoo. don't see how, like, so she's traveling the world, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't, he's 10 times bigger celebrity. Listen, he was a big NFL celebrity. But every move that Travis Kelsey makes where she's traveling the globe, right, is going to be scrutinized right now, right? Where he is, who he's partying with, what bar he's mm-hmm. at. I mean, like, his whole world now, right? Yeah. And the Swifties are all dialed into, like, Travis Kelsey. And is he behaving? And he's being a good boyfriend. How about and that Jason Kelsey with the mask on and the cans? I mean, he went all in. Yeah. The brother is the bigger story to me. Like he and and Kylie's like, have fun, peace out, see yeah. you later. I mean, the whole thing is become for the National Football League, which you know is this violent, brutal, um, gladiator sport, right? And then there's all this Hollywood. Pop culture hype on the other side the of it, stars right? stars at that right. game. They're just, just, see DiCaprio they, didn't know he was on camera NFL there? NFL ne- Huh? Yes, I did. Yeah, it wasn't a good moment for him, right? <laughs> so uh, He was picking games. Yeah, he was doing something. <laughs> but it's like they, they're, they're checking every single box, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's tremendous. I, I'm all for it. Have it there every year. Have it on a Saturday. Make it the Vegas week. I, yeah, I that, that's never, I mean, it's never going to happen. They're not going to move it to Saturday. It's never even been discussed. I know we talk about it. They're not going to make it in one city. The beauty of the Super Bowl how, is How do is you rotating. say never? How do you say that so definitively? Nothing is never. Well, Hold you're on. right. You're, you're right. Not never. I would say this. Of the two things which are highly, highly unlikely, moving to Saturday night is the one I'd say never. They're playing Super Bowl Sunday. That's what it's called. I think having a conversation that Las Vegas is our best self. 
like having the game in Vegas. Although, if it's every year in Vegas, do you lose some of the Maybe, gravitas? Maybe, let's I don't try know. it. Like you said, good luck New Orleans next year having to do well, that. Well, I think they're in the right city next year. I think New Orleans is the number two Super Bowl city. New Orleans, to me, is two, and then everybody else is, is you I wonder know, how the public feels about that, because I do not feel that way. I think I don't you're know from what, there, but I'm Sandra, just I don't understand. New Orleans checks every single box before Vegas. It's all downtown. It's a music city. It's a party city. It's hosts big events better than anybody of all time. I mean, New Orleans has always been regarded as the number one place to host. Other than now, Vegas has trumped it. But what? I don't understand that. I just, I, 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 I'm probably my personal bias. I don't yeah. love New Orleans. Well, That's just me. It's, for big events, though? I'll take Vegas 100 times out of 100 when, over New Orleans. When we come back, I've seen the toughest schedule I've ever witnessed in college football history. And there's a reason a perennial powers over under. And I say perennial. Is that unfair to say? Let's just say <laughs> a, a national program. It's got an over-under of five and a half, and when you look at their schedule, you may want to say three and a half. Wait till we give you some over-under numbers in college football. That's coming up on the tailgate. Also, is Justin Fields getting moved? We'll find out. We'll talk to a Chicago beat writer coming up as well, and lots more. Nine o'clock hour brought to you by our, our buddies at Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results. AdvancedHair.com. Now, now, your Sounds like the bomb. No, nope, we're not done. It's more of the steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Down in New Orleans where the blues were born. It takes a cool cat to blow a horn. On LaSalle and Rampart Street. The combos play with the mambo beat. The Mardi Gras mambo, mambo, mambo. Mardi Gras mambo, mambo, mambo. Mardi Gras mambo. Nine forty four on Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. Welcome to Mardi Gras Tuesday. Uh, parades are rocking and rolling there in New Orleans, and they'll go right up until around noon or one. And then everybody is like, "Get me home, get me to bed. This uh, gauntlet is finally over." And having been through four of them when I was at school, still a bucket list. Never ridden a Mardi Gras parade. I have a lot of friends who have done that. My buddy John Foy, mm-hmm. who I talk about all the time, he's got great uh, Louisiana roots. He's done like 25 straight years of being in parades. He said it's amazing. Um, another buddy of mine, John Stevenson, who we knew from the um, Hall of Fame, sure. you know, College Football Hall yep. of Fame, now works over with Dan Cathy at Chick-fil-A. He texted me this morning. He's riding Rex, which is a huge parade. So everyone was wondering, like, is the New Orleans Super Bowl going to fall on the same time as – Mardi Gras, which is exactly what happened this year. And I was super surprised to learn that the fluctuation of Mardi Gras, this year it's February 13th. That's today. Right. Next year, Mardi Gras is March 4th. The year after, it's February 17th. Ash Wednesday is always 46 days before Easter. And Fat Tuesday is always the day before Ash Wednesday. Easter can fall on any Sunday. From March 23rd to April 25th, with the exact date to coincide with the first Sunday after the full moon following a spring equinox. If you're still confused, get out a calendar that has the holidays printed. Fat Tuesday is always the day before Ash Wednesday. So there's a literally a month. Did you know this, Bo, Elizabeth, Louisiana guy? 
that I always thought like Mardi Gras is like the second week of February. That's what it is. And Easter is always like the third week of April, right? Mardi Gras season starts in February pretty much every season. Yeah, but Mardi Gras but in two March. Two weeks prior to Fat Tuesday is when all the parades start. And I it get really it. gets going down. But there. did you know that it could land all the way? Well, yeah, because March? Easter. Easter changes every year, and that's what people are more like more accustomed to. Like you'll have Easter in April and Easter in March, and that directly affects when Mardi Gras falls. Do you remember Easter being in March? I just thought it was an April holiday. So yeah. you know, don't ask the Jewish guy when I Easter falls. I, drew, uh, I grew up Catholic, so let, yeah. let yeah, the Goyams handle the Easter discussion. We yeah. got you, playa. Yeah, I have a dumb question. If we at ninety two nine wanted to have a float in the Mardi Gras, yeah. could we just pay enough to do it? How, what, what, when you say, like, ooh, to ride in a float, can't you just pay enough money <laughs> to be in it? That's a good question. I don't think so, no. There's Todd Graffinini's listening. Please There's let a whole us tradition know. of who gets to ride. Although, they have new floats. You probably have to, like that horrible Falcons float they had years ago. Like, somebody has access to a float, and then you figure out how you're going to design it. But, but certainly the big parades, Endymion, Rex, Bacchus, ones like that, you can't just get a, a float. No, all the money in the world won't get you in there. That's the beauty of it. So it's how like a, are people riding floats? Like, so you so you get invited by, by the, the crew, by the okay. crew. No, K-R-E-W-E, the crew of Endymion. Um, you know, wow. they give a certain amount of floats, and you can be invited to ride on those, right? But, no, there's a whole history and tradition that I don't know enough about, but I'm sure Todd Graffney and other folks could probably let us in on that. He, here's what I know. Like, you need to – there's there's two types of people in the world. Those can handle Mardi Gras and those who want to be far away from it. I'd say, Sandy, you probably want to be far. I don't see you starting to drink at 8.30 a.m., getting in full costume, and just doing two or three days of that in New Orleans. Yeah, I'm not you know? doing anything yeah. close to that. <laughs> that I want that nothing is, to do that with that. That is not Thanks. happening. Y'all have a great time. Whereas I would love to be able to. I've been invited a couple of times. I just, you know – I. Trying to make smart decisions. I don't know that was a That's smart. a good decision, Bear. Don't, yeah, do yeah, don't do yes. that. Don't do that. Yes. Here we go. It's time to tailgate. No, Baby tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. There are four teams from the top 25 that have 10 and a half wins as their total. Your Georgia Bulldogs are one of them. Ohio State, Oregon, and Texas are your other three. Yeah, so um, I think the over-under last year was at 11.5 for Georgia, which it went over, right? Over. Oh, no. Yeah, it went over. They had an undefeated regular season. So it's a full game worse this year with a team that maybe is not as highly regarded and a schedule that is just nasty, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. When you look at a trip to Tuscaloosa and a trip to Austin, just throwing that in the mix, opening week is Clemson. That's why you land on 10.5 for Georgia, where last year, if you had over 11.5, you were a winner. The other big number that jumps out is Alabama, just at 9.5, which is low for the folks Yeah, has it been like that a long time, Sandy? You ain't kidding. Other teams at 9.5, and, and again, this I pulled from the top 25, so I have to go through every single conference. Uh, Bama, Clemson, Florida State, 9.5. Kansas, LSU, Miami, 9.5. Penn State, Utah, Missouri, and Ole Miss also at nine and a half. Yeah, Georgia Tech, I believe, is at five and a half. Oh, so yeah. I, we're bringing back 80% of our offense at Georgia Tech, bringing back the quarterback, obviously, Their some young brutal. receivers. 
Yeah, that must be why it is, but that seems like a real low number. Uh, their schedule is nothing compared to what is happening down at the University of Florida State. Toughest yeah. schedule in the country ranked, and their over-under is also five and a half. Imagine being a Gator, a Gator fan and seeing that you are a five and a half. So they open their season um, against Miami, and that's not an easy start, right? They won't be favored in that game. Then let's just go through a basic SEC schedule where you're playing Texas A&M, uh, um, Mississippi State on the road, at Tennessee and Knoxville, playing Kentucky. All right, so that's like seven games in, right? Yep. Here's the gauntlet for the University of Florida. I want you to think about this. November 2nd, they got Georgia in Jacksonville. They'll be a prohibitive, prohibitive underdog. The week after Georgia, Florida, they're at Texas to play one of the best teams in America in Austin to play the Longhorns. Then they come home to host LSU and Ole Miss back-to-back. Ole Miss absolutely a top-10 team this year. LSU, I think, same uh, regarded yep. about the same level of top-10 team. Both nine-and-a-half wins are their number. And then yeah. they end their season at Florida State. Another, in God's country. Uh, in Tallahassee. That's their that final five games. Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, and Florida State. That's why it's the toughest schedule in the country, and that's why their over-under is five-and-a-half. Just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to Vegas in a couple weeks. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. We're not going to we, – we got to play uh, Brock Bowers here? Or we what have are we time doing? or yeah, no? We got time. Yeah, we're not going to break yet. Um, okay, so quickly, Brock Bowers was on a pod, uh, a little podcast or whatever last week. It was a 30-minute show with um, Mike Florio and uh, Chris Sims. Really, it's funny if you want to watch the whole thing. He is nothing about, like, jumping out at you, charisma. He is a golly gee whiz guy. Yeah, that's, understated. that's uh, When asked about how tough – Kirby Smart is, and he is he kind of a coach that you can joke around with? I mean, are there any light moments? I think it was my freshman year. I'm, I, uh, we were going with one coverage, and I, I missed it during the game. We were going through corrections, and I missed it again. And he, he just jumped in me bad over, on the loud mic, on the loudspeaker, over the whole indoor. It was, it was pretty funny, like looking back on it. So when you do a walkthrough or a practice, he has a mic? Oh yeah, he's he's walking around the practice field with the mic. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, you'll be on the opposite field, and he'll he'll call out your name, and you'll be like, "What is God talking?" Yeah. <laughs> so their indoor practice facility, Kirby, just you know. Carrying on, walking up and down those sidelines. Talk lines. to Rusty tomorrow about how Kirby's had to watch his voice because he's gotten so hoarse. And you and I both have had those nodules. Yes. You know, when you're so hoarse. Yeah, Mike Bell uh, has had numerous uh, yeah. surgeries like I have, right? I just find it so, so funny. Yeah, yeah. coaches, uh, that's maybe why they put him on the mic, right? Absolutely. They're like, don't scream as much, you know, right. so now it's a microphone. So. Yeah, Brock, Brock Bowers. Bowers. My goodness. Did you hear last week he goes, I'd like to go to Tennessee? You know, you're not supposed to really say who you want to go to. Yeah. Oh, I think I'd like to go to Tennessee. <laughs> They're picking at seven, and they were like, what are you saying? It turns out his girlfriend goes to the University of Tennessee. Yeah, I heard that. So, uh, listen, that's probably as high as he could possibly go. Um, and, uh, again, I don't know that I've seen a guy that looks more NFL ready than Brock Bowers. So, somebody's going to really they, – they're going to be sitting, whether it's at seven, whether it's at the Jets, picking a little bit after that. Or twelve or four, somebody is getting you an absolute stud. One hundred dollars right now. You're saying he doesn't go higher than seven? No, he's not going higher than seven. I don't. I don't think. Not not when you talk about uh, three quarterbacks, top three. Falcons certainly aren't taking a tight end um, where we're picking. So internet this morning says the Patriots may move out of the top three, and the Falcons are involved. How about that? 
This is the fun part when we get to hear all of them. Well, they that. must have an idea who their quarterback's going to mm-hmm. be because the quarterback situation in New England is just as bad as it is in Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Unless somehow they think Mac Jones can be saved, which I don't see that happening either. 9.54 the time. Is Justin Fields going to be under center for the Atlanta Falcons? Is the hometown kid coming home to be our quarterback? We're going to ask the beat writer in Chicago a real simple question. What will it cost to get Justin Fields? Talk to Kevin Fishbane. We come back. It's Sports Radio 929 The Game.